Welcome to the Redemption Hill Podcast, addressing current topics practically through a gospel-centered lens and identity. I'm Brandon Mercer. This is Charles Fernandez and Matt Mears, and we are excited to be discussing the topic of purpose today, purpose of us as individuals and purpose of the church body. And so I know this is a major topic for everyone. We are constantly asking ourselves, what is the purpose of this or that, or what is the purpose and meaning of my own life, and what direction should I go in? Um, purpose is something that we are constantly seeking, and we're constantly wondering what the purpose of things are. And so I feel like this is a very, very important topic for us to spend a few minutes talking about today. Uh, I think this could be very enlightening for, for us just to kind of brainstorm together with, and hopefully it'll be helpful to you as well. And so I just want to start off by asking you guys the question, and and this might be a little more philosophical uh, to get us started, but why do we even think about purpose? Like, mm. what is just purpose in general? Well, I think the reason why we think about it is because, I mean, God's put that, he's hardwired that into into man, into, into people. Um, and you see that from the very beginning. Once again, I know a lot of our a lot of our podcasts were always pivoting all the way back to the creation story, and there's a reason why that is because that's where original design is. Yeah. And so when you look at God creating man, and um, He creates man, and then when He creates man in His image and His likeness, He blows, uh, breathes the breath of life into man, uh, and man's to live into God's glory. But with that, He 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 doesn't just say to Adam and Eve, you know, hey, live by my glory and um, and you're going to find your satisfaction in my glory. Part of finding that satisfaction then is I'm going to put you in this garden near the tent and to keep it. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to get into the weeds there, but that, that whole aspect of tending and, and keeping the garden then speaks to a, a purpose. In other words, yes, mm-hmm. you, you are to live to glorify me, but tending and keeping the garden is, is the how. It's, yeah. it's the what. You know, so if our why, as we've talked about in uh, other podcasts, is our, our why is to live into the glory of God, live through the glory of God, then how that functionally plays out is is the aspect of purpose. And for Adam and Eve, that was the, the tend and keep aspect of the garden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that this is a, a very relevant question for us. I mean, it's something that philosophers have asked for a long time. Like, what what's what is the whole meaning of all this? You know, what, what am I here for if I'm mm-hmm. here for anything at all? And I think that we do have to answer that question because I mean, a number of famous philosophers, they came to their own conclusion that there was no meaning and that kind of sucks all of the, uh, that sucks everything out of life. Like if yeah. there's no meaning, if there's no purpose to why we're here, what we're here for, then it really does leave us kind of void and empty. And I think all of us are seeking to find that fulfillment and our fulfillment mm-hmm. is found in fulfilling our purpose and our purpose is found in glorifying God and enjoying him forever. And so therefore mm-hmm. we do all ask this question, whether we do consider ourselves believers or not. Um, and we are seeking the, the answers to uh, the ultimate question, which is, you know, who am I? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what am I for? And so I think that it, it really does kind of uh, come down to, to come down to those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And I think, you know, the the cr- taking care of God's creation and, and a part of glorifying him is revealing that glory in the way that we tend to the things that he has created yeah. to reveal mm-hmm. who he is and to give him glory with. Right. And those are kind of the resources in which we, we give glory right. mm-hmm. and reflect him. And and I think, you know, just to add like a little thing onto that, the, the two comments that you guys have made is that 
we in and of ourselves, Charles, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit. We were created, um, you know, you guys have said for to give glory to God. And I think a part of the reason that we seek um, purpose and we seek kind of to give glory in everything that we do and to find things to find value in life in is we were actually created to be impressed. Yeah. And so in that created in that creation to be impressed, um, we seek things that will impress us. We seek things that give us kind of a greater value and we give those things glory in our lives and we praise those things and worship those things to gain value. And so because we, we were created for that and we know that we were created to have that with community with God, mm-hmm. that we were created to be impressed by him and him alone. And that affects everything that we do. And so we're giving glory to God in everything. And um, but in this reality of, of being created to be impressed, um, we actually we see that in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we seek those things out. And, and it's as if we uh, desire in our own lives, you know, uh, knowing that we were created to have this in God in our own lives, we see this play out in, in a thousand different ways if, we, if we're not seeking to give glory to God in everything. I mean, even in just the, the sense of I was thinking about this a few minutes ago because I was really thirsty. I took a sip of drink and my body immediately just responded mm-hmm. with satisfaction. And, you know, so I, I had a desire, a longing. I took a drink. I was satisfied. And so my body was just like, ah. Oh, you know, and, and just had this expression of glory, hmm. of, of praise and of, of satisfaction. And so we were created literally in every single movement, expression, hmm. um, interaction to give glory in response to what gives us that feeling. Yeah. And ultimately, we're supposed to find that in God and in God alone. And that's where we're completely satisfied. Uh, but we see it play out all throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. And so we were created to give glory mm-hmm. and and that is what we do yeah. it's just a natural thing and it's almost like we can't even appreciate and i love how c.s lewis put this like we can't even appreciate what we experience until we express there's an expression of the experience and and so you know we've talked about this before between the three of us but you know if you see something really really beautiful yeah, you immediately want to tell someone about it. Yeah, for you know, sure. and on our day and age, we're immediately taking pictures and posting it all over every kind of social media platform we have because we want to express something that we've seen, mm-hmm. and and we don't really get full joy out of it until the glory is given, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and so we see this in 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 every aspect of life that from the very beginning we were created to have community with God and to give glory to God. And when we, when we walked away from God in our sin and rebellion, then we started seeking our own glory and created things. But we're still, we still have the purpose of giving glory. And so it's in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And it reflects in everything that we do. Um, and separated from God, not finding our salvation in Him and Him alone, we'll seek you know, gl- to give glory to all kinds of things to get, to, to have the purpose we were created to have in giving glory to God fulfilled in other things, but it never quite works. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't actually fulfill us. Mm. Um, but we are a people who were created to give glory and express uh, glory and getting satisfaction from what we give glory to. And so I think at this little foundational level, you know, in what we were created to do, yes, we were created to give glory, 
and then to reflect that glory right and to reveal that glory and charles that goes right back to what you were saying at the very beginning um those are the two things and and matt you know obviously you alluded to the chief end of man um is giving glory to god and enjoying him forever and those are the that is our purpose and what we were created to do um and so that is why we long for purpose Mm -hmm. all right and so then let's let's clarify that just a little bit more i know we kind of touched on uh this and that explanation but then just really clearly what is our purpose as Mm. individuals well i think that i mean um we have to pivot into like understanding our identity right Mm -hmm. it's all about it's all about who we are and Mm. and and our identity and so in christ we are we are saved we are redeemed we are set free we are made right with our creator we are set in 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 positionally we are perfect before god and um and that to me begins to inspire great confidence when i begin to ask the question of of what is my purpose what is what is it that i'm Mm -hmm. i'm meant to do um because i realize that i'm not seeking in the things that i do to gain my Mm -hmm. purpose my identity but that is flowing from the identity that has been given to me and so Mm -hmm. if i am seeking God in the place of prayer, if I'm, if I'm walking with him faithfully, if I'm, if I'm in the word, I'm in community, all those things, then, then my identity is not found in doing those things, but those things that I do are life giving because they are flowing out of my identity that has been given to me by my creator, God, uh, because of the, of the perfect work of Jesus Christ. And so if I am found in Christ, then my identity is in Christ. My purpose is in Christ, and therefore uh, I can do that in a number of different ways, right? So that's why we believe that you can honor and glorify God in your work, Mm -hmm. even if it is difficult work, even if it is work that you, looking from a worldly perspective, it may not be necessarily very, you might get important work, whatever that means, right? Uh, In your family, uh, and and so I can find great purpose in in my honoring and glorifying God in my family, not because if my kids are perfect, then I am a good person. It is because God has adopted me into his family. And therefore I'm able to, because of who I am in Christ, I'm able to love my family well. Uh, and, and in the things that I just enjoy doing, I can honor and glorify God by just being out in nature. You guys talked about that. I can find that, man, I, I thought I might feel very small in the creation and the created order, but God has said that we are the, uh, it's been said that we are the crown of creation, that, that mankind is the, the very pinnacle of God's creation uh, because we've made in his image. And so therefore, uh, my purpose is to be the crown of God's creation, is to have dominion over the earth, to, to love, uh, love him and love uh, others around me and to care for the world that he, is, uh, he has put us in for, for whatever time he gives us. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a really good point too because in, in what you're describing is the way that you see everything that you do. Mm. <clears throat> and so when you're giving glory to God first... Everything that you do is an expression yeah, yeah, yeah. of the satisfaction that you have in God that you were created to have community with. Right. And and therefore, the things that you do are revealing glory, ultimate glory, 
and not seeking glory. Yeah, it's good. And so I'm not doing something to gain anything. Yeah. I'm doing everything that I do to reveal what I already have. Yeah, it's an important distinction. Yeah. Right? And there and and it's a freeing distinction. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm living out of a freedom, not out of a need to to kind of gain and control and and possess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that affects everything because mm-hmm. now I can have a relationship where I'm revealing I'm already whole and satisfied outside of this relationship. So I don't need you, Matt, to anything from you to complete me or to add to me. You can't take anything away. So there can be a freeing relationship. So everything is different. Yeah. Now, all of that has to stem out of, you know, what we've been talking about is having community with God, Mm. which we've also mentioned because of our sin and rebellion, we're separated from God. And so we start seeking glory in everything and that, that everything else that God created. So rather than revealing glory with the expression of what we experience in God, we're seeking glory yep. out of things that are merely supposed to be expressions of it. Mm. And, and to, to get back into that community with God, there's only one way to do that. Right. And, and Charles, I know you probably have, you know, something to add to what we just said, but if you could just explain how we actually are brought back into community with God, I think that would be great yeah, for well, us to hear. Well, you know, so, you know, God created man. And as you already alluded to, we know that man, man sinned. And when he sinned, he was he was separated from God, which then also uh, separated from his original purpose. You know, and I guess uh, from a comprehensive level, we all have the same general and very important purpose, which is once again to 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 glorify God, to to live into God's glory, and to reflect God's glory. So there's mm-hmm. a, almost a, a reciprocity there that that happens. The more I glorify God, the more I, I want to reflect Him, and the more I reflect Him, the more glory He gets. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, and then so obviously you know Christ comes uh, and uh, uh, and dies for our sins and through uh, our faith in His work and what He has done and through His resurrection and sacrifice on the cross, we are reestab we are reestablished in that original uh, design, and mm-hmm. then we get to you know and this to me this is all the part of the exciting part of faith is then in that reconnection. Uh, we know from a spiritual standpoint, you know, we, you know, we are uh, born again and we are reconnected with our creator. So therefore, we also recre- uh, reconnected with our purpose. Yeah. And then the you know, part of the exciting part of faith then is beginning to find out what this means. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and even though from a spiritual standpoint, I'm justified. And uh, but then there is the process, you know, of uh uh, making a spiritual reality and living it out in a natural or earthly reality. Mm-hmm. And so I think about Paul. Paul in Acts chapter 22 is re- ref- uh, is referencing his conversion experience. Mm-hmm. And um, and he says that when uh, he saw Jesus, you know, the Lord appeared to him and, and said to him, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, you know, whom you're persecuting. And then Paul's response is, uh, what shall I do, Lord? Mm-hmm. So in recognizing the Lordship of Christ, then immediately the immediate response in Paul was, I see that glory and that glory calls me to something. Mm-hmm. It, and it's not just it, it's not just the, the calling to to worship, but it's the calling to put my hand to something that's going to reflect God's creative work in the earth. Mm-hmm. And then um, so he says, what shall I do, Lord? And uh, and then he says, this is what. Uh, Paul says Christ told him says I want you to get up and go into Damascus and there you'll be told all that you have been assigned to Mm -hmm. do 
you know, so there we begin to see, you know, like we we're talking about here a minute ago. All right. So we're all created to glorify God in everything that we do. And Matt, man, love what you were just saying. There, there are certain responsibilities that are, that, that God has given to us that are, that are inherent. You know, I'm married. I have a wife. I have children. I have responsibilities that, um, these aren't things I need to pray over. I know I need to love my wife. I need to love my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, you know, you know, Matt and I, Matt helped me plug my yard the other day. You know, I'm glorifying God. You know, there's just certain responsibilities, right? And, and so when we understand the glory of God and we're created to reflect that glory, everything becomes worship. So even the most mundane thing we can find purpose in. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, so that's on a broad level. But then you bring it down to a, uh, as we are faithful to, to serve God, things begin to narrow down. And you get to this aspect where, to like what Jesus told Paul, uh, go and do this. Be faithful. Go to Damascus. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, I'm going to show you what you're assigned to do. So then we know then that there are also specific assignments, tasks, and things that God gives to us mm-hmm. where we get to discover the abilities that he's given us, the talents he's given us, our mm-hmm. personality, and how we're able to use those uh, in a specific manner that we just get to experience the pleasure of God uh, in doing something that God has gifted us to do uh, and, is, and has empowered us to do. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's sort of like your drink, Brandon. So like yeah. you took a drink and it's refreshing. So there's things that, there's things that, we, uh, that we do that God's created us to do that when we do them, it's like getting a drink of God's glory mm-hmm. because we're experiencing God's power move through us in a way that we can see uh, his uh, effectiveness through yeah. our lives. Yeah. And then that, that expression isn't to gain anything. Right. But it's because it's, it's we've experienced something so powerful, it must be expressed. Right. Yeah. It must be declared. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where purpose and, and mission come together. Yep. And that they that not only do we understand our purpose in God and our identity, Matt, as you've mentioned in God, but we understand um, as well the mission that mm-hmm. we have. And <clears throat> so now everything I do and, and all the worship that comes out of me to, 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 that I would normally worship something to gain from, mm-hmm. I'm worshiping because I've been given everything that I have. And so yeah. it's just an expression. Right. I think one of the most frustrating lives that we can live is several, you know, is, is a life that is disconnected from feeling like you're, that you are progressing in into your purpose that God has given you. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, all of us have met people, you know, to where, uh, Matt, I think you alluded to it, you know I mean? Some ph- philosophical, you know, hey, there is no purpose. This is all just a big cosmic accident. And your life here is just a cosmic accident because it's a cosmic accident. There is no real purpose. Mm. And I can't imagine living a life like that, going to bed every night and just, and just, and, and just thinking, this is it. Yeah, this is it. You know, all yeah. I do is I get up, I go to work, I pay bills, I watch, you know, and I binge watch, you know, uh, Amazon prime, you know, in the, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it, 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 that's a futile experience. Right. Then even, but even on the, uh, uh, on the other end of it is maybe feeling like, you're separated from purpose or or having this constant feeling like hey no matter what i do i i'm not i'm not finding it and uh but that's because we're we're designed to discover that Mm -hmm. you know through our relationship with jesus you know and then i I look at paul in the next uh chapter here he says my brothers i have fulfilled my duty to god in all good conscience to this day Mm. and i'm like okay so 
that's that's what we all want. We want to be able to lay down our head at night and feel like, man, you know, I'm 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 in line right. and I'm in time with what with, with what God has created me to to do and to be. That's good. Yeah, yeah, and I think <clears throat> one of the things too is. If, if you believe that there just is no purpose, then you're always going to be dissatisfied with your answer. Yeah. It's never going to be satisfying. Right. And so that dissatisfaction is actually contrary to what you're, you're trying to convince yourself to believe. Right. And then if, you're, if you can never find the, the actual purpose, but you're constantly seeking for it, that's dissatisfying. Mm-hmm. And so only by finding our identity and purpose and meaning in Christ who has come and lived Charles as you said and died and risen to bring us back into communion with him so that we might understand what we were created to find purpose in and us having that that identity by his grace right. by his work for us mm-hmm. and that changes the whole game for us to be able to understand that everything that we were created to be we are in Christ by his work and now we can be fully satisfied in that and express his glory in everything we do rather than try to gain glory. Yeah. And good. I think that's, that's huge for us. Um, and then we can be fully satisfied in him and begin to express that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and th- so that is our, our purpose, our individual purpose, to be saved by God's grace, to find our identity and purpose and, and, and mission in him. And all three of those things play together. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can begin to express satisfaction in him and where we lack satisfaction we know where to find it right. and we know where to seek it right. and that will actually be fulfilling um and so let's let me uh let's close up with this question because i think as we're talking about purpose okay there's there's this idea of purpose and then there's individual purpose but we also know that there is a a place that god has for us a people that god has mm-hmm. for us and i don't think we can escape talking about purpose without talking about the people that God saves us into. Right. And so we are individually saved in faith by grace. Uh, we have a purpose in giving glory to God and reflecting him in all that we do out of satisfaction. And, and then we also brought into a people. And so what is the purpose of the people of God together? Because if we don't understand that, then there will always be a part of our individual purpose that is never found and and that we're not satisfied in. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the purpose that God has given to his people is similar mm-hmm. <laughs> to the individual purpose that he's given, right? We are to glorify God mm-hmm. and enjoy him, but we are to do so together. And and, and community is is a massive part of and, and that word is, that's a buzzword right community and, mm-hmm. and family I, I you know I'm, I'm on all the social media and i see things and, and everybody's calling everybody their family everybody's talking about community everybody and, and you know i think that that does flow out of a a very the deep need in us for community and we talked about that uh when we talked about the trinity that, that the reason we long for community is because god has perfect community with himself right father son and holy spirit are in perfect mm-hmm. community with one another and therefore we as created beings have a desire for community in us and so therefore god has given us the church as a an earthly representation we are called the bride of christ we are called you know the, this treasure possession of, of of god that that he has set us apart 
right? Mm-hmm. We are a chosen people uh, for his purposes and for his glory. But we are meant to, to glorify and honor him together uh, as individuals, which is which is what gets tricky sometimes, right? Because we're all individuals. We're not just, you know, doing doing what everybody tells us to do, right? We're individuals in that, but we are communing together. And I think that's one of the defining characteristics as well is that we do this purposefully mm-hmm. we commune together and and here we talk about covenanting together that we are committing to one another to love and care for one another uh, as a part of a church family mm-hmm. and I think without understanding you know what it means for us to to be committed to one another then we're going to sometimes miss some of the benefits of being in a, a body together uh, and and we're going to miss some of the purpose of what God has for us mm-hmm. which is to in, enjoy uh, him and to to love one another and and to glorify him in yeah. that way well if the purpose is to be in communion with God and then in communion with him, we become, as scripture says, one with him. Charles, yeah. I think you were reflecting on that earlier. Then that means we're also one with one another in Christ right. Right. for those who are believers. And therefore, we are missing out on a part of ourself yeah. if we're not a part of the body of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then also the, the mission and the, and the purpose in which we are here. Uh, because we are here as one, scripture tells us, to, to live out the purpose of God. Uh, and why he has his church family here. So there's a part of us coming together and worshiping mm. that is a, a deeper sense and a, and a greater expression of the glory of God, which we find satisfaction and joy in when we're doing it all together as one in Christ rather than just individually. Yeah. Well, you know, and the, and the thing is, is corporately, Matt, as you were just saying, we are, the corporate purpose is similar uh if not like the individual purpose, just on a on a on a uh, on a broader level. So, as we come together as a corporate body of Christ, we are to glorify and worship Lord. As we talked about uh, in one of the other podcasts as well, when we do that, we actually manifest the kingdom of God to the world. So, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Um, but then the the other aspect of it is, and this is why community is so important, uh, and being a committed part to a specific local expression is important. Is that we also understand that no individual is able to display fully the glory of God mm-hmm. uh, or we are the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So Christ is the head of the body and then uh, and then all of us believers together are the body and each one of us represent a segment or a, a uh, we, we reflect a certain aspect of, of what the body yeah. is. And so, you know, in, in Corinthians where it talks about the different parts of the body, you know, one's an eye, one's, you know, a, a hand, a toe, whatever. and. Uh, but that's the the the, uh, the the collective body of of Christ. When we come together, we truly become the body. And so I can't independently say, mm-hmm. you know, I can reflect the totality of who Jesus is to the world. You know, that would be the height of really just arrogance. Mm-hmm. But the reason why, and one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I need to be connected to the rest of the body of Christ is because uh, it's significant. For us to be together to express what the body looks like but then my connectivity to the to the rest of the body also informs mm. and helps me to discover what my purpose is what or what my role looks mm. like yeah Charles and I think that's really good and, and how we see that um, play out within the life of the body is things like what what some maybe someone looking from the outside would see as the benefits of 
uh, of the of the church, right? Things like encouragement and right. and fellowship and care and you know forgiveness and reconciliation and those things are really uh, they they're flowing out of our understanding of our oneness in the body of Christ. And, and rightfully, that's that's the way we understand it. Right? And I think some of us we have we need to we need to recognize that. But but I, I do think that as we rightfully, um, you know, are are gathered together, and, and ultimately, I think about it as a as a part of a celebration. Mm. Right, we're celebrating who God is in these things that we do. We are encouraging to one another because we have been ultimately encouraged by our creator. That's good. We are fellowshipping with one another because ultimately we are in perfect fellowship with our God. We care for one another because we've been cared for. Go on and on and on and mm-hmm. so forth. It is a reflection of what has been done uh, for us on our behalf in Christ and in the continual ministry of the Holy Spirit, ministering, ministering to our hearts, that we can uh, we can love one another well, and we can find all of the benefits of 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 the body, and and we celebrate and, and ultimately glorify God in those things. Mm. So we should celebrate and and care well, and love well, and fellowship well, and do all of those things. You know, it's been made difficult in recent months. You know, and I, I think people are feeling that yeah. mm-hmm. they're feeling a little more disconnected from the body the body is still functioning it's having to function in different ways but the encouragement that we are still we are one has not wavered whatsoever we are still one that might look a little bit different right now but you know what god is god has his purposes and he has his uh and he allows us to to gather in in, in whatever way we can and yeah. and we were able to care for one another in that way and, and celebrate who he is even in the midst of, of difficult circumstances yeah and I think it's important too when we're talking about our purpose within the body of Christ to to also take that back a little bit to creation too, mm-hmm. Charles, as you did at the beginning with our with our singular individual purposes, uh, because we never find individual purpose outside of community. No, right. so it's not that like church community or body of Christ, and we're not just talking about gathering on a Sunday morning. We're talking about the people of God being one with God and one with one another in community all the time right like church church on sunday is just the gathering of god's body it's not the church right um but we don't we don't find our purpose outside of community mm-hmm. ever right. and and the 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 question is what am i finding community around mm. and so all of us we are communal people yep and so you know we always find our purpose as a part of something greater than ourselves yep and so as we find uh, that God is most worthy of all glory and we find our joy in him individually and then we're brought into the family of God, it is the community in which we express glory in the greatest way that we can on mm-hmm. earth and experience joy in the greatest way that we can until we are with God for all of eternity with all of his people uh, from every tribe, language, and tongue. And so it affects everything about yeah. who we are and what we do. And so we are we are given salvation in Christ by his grace individually. And then we're brought into the church body and we grow together, Charles, as you've said, and we also seek to display the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven, as we've both talked about. And so when you're thinking about it in that sense, there's nothing greater that you can give glory to individually than God. There's no greater joy than giving him glory. It is the expression we were created for Mm -hmm. and to know him and to give him glory. 
and to reveal him in all that we do. And then there's no greater way to do that than with the people that God has brought to himself and saved and made one his church family. Mm-hmm. And, and when we do that, then there is no greater satisfaction on planet earth and fulfillment of purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and I think about, you know, I've thought about this even just in my own life and, and in times, different times in my life when I've struggled a little bit with wanting to be a part of the body of Christ or just kind of having my individual faith and that's enough for me. You know, um, there's, there's nothing more exciting than being a part of the people of God mm. when we're doing it in the way that God has called us to. Right. And I think that's important, but I, but one of the things that I've thought to myself and, and, and just this reality of, man, if I was a part of a organization that was really doing something to change the world, you know, and I mean, you know, you can think of, um, I'll just use the, the example since two of the three of us have, uh, Apple computers, <laughs> Like if you were a part of shifting culture and cultural influence and kind of like a, um, you know, somebody high in a, a high position in the organization of Apple, like you would really feel like you are changing something. You're changing culture. Yeah. yeah. And the products that you're coming out with are shifting and, cha- and people are getting really excited about them. And so you would go to bed at night feeling like you were a part of something that's way greater than you and that you can be really excited about being a part about. Mm-hmm. And there might be struggles and different things in that, but overall you would really feel that way. If you were a part of a group of doctors who were coming up with some sort of uh, medical advancement that would save millions of lives, mm. you would feel like you are a part of something that is incredible. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about our environment, you're a, an environmentalist who's coming up. I mean, you, there, there are things in this earth that you can be a part of that would allow you to feel yeah. that you are a part of something great that has purpose bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And there is no greater purpose than being connected to God, glorifying him in all things and revealing him as the community of people that he has called us to, because it does, it doesn't just have a, a, a change of things or a cultural shift or whatever you want, want to call it on earth, but right. for all of eternity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's what we were created for. And so when we are, coming together as the body of Christ in the way that God calls us to, there is absolutely nothing more exciting. There's nothing that you can go to bed at night thinking to yourself that you are a part of something greater than the people of God that has more significance, that has a greater purpose, that has a a greater opportunity to actually bring lasting transformation and Mm -hmm. change that everybody longs for. Because if you're the people carrying the good news of the gospel truth that you can be saved by the grace of Jesus Christ by his work and that you can be reconnected to the one you were created to give glory to and to express the glory of, uh, then you are actually a part of something that God has called us to that has the greatest and most everlasting change. And something you said, you know, uh, we're talking about when you are part of the body of Christ when you're part of a, of a church and then you had this little thing where you said when, when we're doing it right mm-hmm. when we're doing it in a Jesus glorifying gospel centered way yeah. um, there's nothing nothing like it and uh, but unfortunately in our culture you know so uh, we live in such a individualized independent culture that's our cultural rhythm mm-hmm. in the in the uh, in the United States we're not a uh, by culture we're not a community people um, like some other cultures are and um, uh, but we know that uh, uh, Christianity as we're saying you it's designed by you know for community 
Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what happens, uh, you know, is that uh, so you're referring your, your example to Apple and, and these kinds of things is really good. So I read an article a number of years ago in the Wall Street Journal um, talking about that very thing, that especially with um, that these days that is become important for uh, for companies to uh, show their employees how what they're doing is changing something other than mm-hmm. the profit margin of the individual company, mm-hmm. that the companies that are succeeding in, in the companies that are innovating are those companies that can connect their employees to greater purpose. Mm-hmm. And then the article had maybe two paragraphs on this and it was sad, and it, but it made this point. It said, in past generations, people used to find that purpose in religion and church, mm-hmm. but now that has shifted because of the change of attitudes on, on, on religion in our country, you know, to companies. And my, my whole point in that is, is, a, is to hop on this, this aspect of uh, sometimes in church, we, we have uh, uh, basically take a, taking a worldly cultural value of individuality and we try to pursue God from that context. And so even our pursuit of God is individualized and disconnected from the true aspects of community. And um, you might get some personal satisfaction out of that, but you can't ultimately find the ultimate satisfaction or your ultimate purpose pursuing God as just a independent individualized endeavor. Mm-hmm. You know, so like in first Corinthians, when it talks about the different gifts and these kinds of things, um, it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them all. And then it talks about these different gifts that one's given to one. This gift is given to one. This gift is given to another and to another and to another. And we see the pattern in the scripture is this, is that the gifts that God's given me are not for me and mm-hmm. for my glory and just mm-hmm. for my satisfaction. The gifts God's given to me are as a stewardship to serve others mm-hmm. and to yeah. glorify God. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then the church, the local church, man, becomes the best place to discover, experiment, um, and and to put those uh, put those uh, gifts into into action, not just within the context of church ministry, yeah. but it also helps me identify how I use those things in my nine to five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and glorify God with it because of the things that Matt said. Because in the in a gospel centered community, when uh, when I'm uh, uh, people can encourage me, mm-hmm. they can uh, constructively uh, uh, correct me if I need it. Um, I, I find acceptance and I have the freedom and the grace to begin to try and, and to be faithful in different things that helps me discover, you know, uh, uh, a purpose and how to give expression to it. Once again, not just within a, 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 a church setting, but also within my work setting. Yeah. And I think that's a good, <clears throat> really good point because it has to be more than a pseudo community. Mm. And like, I think that's what we do in our individualism. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, to, and, and we're not being, you know, sponsors for Apple or anything, but we just started using them. So here we go again. But I mean, like, so just because I am in the Apple community, so to speak, doesn't mean, you know, and, and Matt has an Apple computer here too, that we have any kind of community. Mm, right. We're just identifying ourselves with a entity or community that's, that's a pseudo community. Right. And I think a lot of times we can do that with the church body as mm-hmm. well. It just becomes a religious type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so my community with you is, is wrapped around the fact that we have the same computer or the same products and we like the same things. And sometimes we just do that with religion. 
and then there's no actual community. So I, I might say, well, you should do this with that, or you should, or you don't do this with that, or you don't have that product or whatever. And that's kind of our conversation. Yeah. And religiously that happens and then it becomes very self-righteous and it mm-hmm. becomes very hypocritical. Uh, but when we actually are Charles doing what you're saying is, you know, we're brought into the family of God and given the gifts and the power of the Holy spirit living and dwelling in us to grow in our community with God and to grow in community with one another in him, then we start having deep community and the community is centered around who we are in Christ and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it begins to flourish Mm -hmm. in a way that no other community can. And so, um, so the truest purpose that we can possibly have is to glorify God in everything that we do and to be a part of his people that glorify him in everything they do and reveal him through everything so that we are worshiping him and expressing the satisfaction that we get from giving him all glory and honor in everything that we do. Um, do you guys have anything to, to add? And I would just say on, on just a very real and practical level and just as maybe just to cover bases because when we talk about like this, glorifying God and and in worshiping, we're, that we're not just talking about, you know, expressive worship, you know, singing mm-hmm. a song or whatever. But, you know, if I'm an engineer, then what I'm doing on 3 o'clock on a Thursday as I'm figuring out a design or whatever is glorifying to God because who's, who's, who's the great designer? Mm-hmm. Well, Christ is. You know, if, I'm, if I work in a, uh, as, a, as an RN or a nurse's aide or something like that and I'm, and I'm with a patient in that moment, it might not feel very, glor- uh, very glorious and uh, and somebody might say, well, any, you know, any, you don't have to be a believer in Jesus, you know, to uh, you know to do that. No, but the point is, is that when you do believe in Jesus, it takes what you do on a natural level, and it makes it it it, it pivots the glory away from you, and it, and, mm-hmm. and it puts it towards God. But not only that, it takes my natural service, and it makes it transformative, mm-hmm. transformative for the person that I'm serving and transformative for me because now I'm giving God the glory of it. And so if I'm in, uh, if I'm working as a, uh, uh, as a nurse, I'm in, and then I connect that what I'm doing, that all this, my daughter's in nursing school. And one of the things we're talking about, you know, is hey, you know, doing that. She has a natural compassion mm. that, that God's just given her. But now, She's she's understanding that she's honing that compassion in a, in a way that she's able to touch people with the compassion of Christ through that. And that's just a, that changes how she studies. Mm-hmm. It changes how she go, she's going about her preparation, all these kinds of things. So my point yeah. being that that this uh, uh, what we're talking about has very real practical implications about informing not just why we do, but how we do in in the most mundane things. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, knowing your overall purpose changes the purpose you do everything. Right. And so, you know, going to your engineer analogy, I mean, I'm no longer completing a project to gain some sort of purpose out of it. I'm revealing my purpose through the project. Mm -hmm. And I think that totally shifts and, and it brings a different joy it brings a different expression uh, to my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about it, and and it and it just gives you a deeper meaning. Yeah, you're not you're not having to complete this in a certain way to to be a certain type of person. You already are everything that you were created to be in Christ, and now I can just express that through my projects or through the mm-hmm. patients or whatever it may be. Um, and so it just radically shifts when we understand our ultimate purpose the purpose in which we do everything. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say, kind of go with what you were talking about, Charles, as well. Like, just a very pra- on a very practical level, you know, you do have to kind of ask yourself um, what God has, has, how God has gifted you, right? right. And, and and you do have to ask that question. I mean, we know where our ultimate purpose lies, but but we all know that God has given us certain gifts and talents, and and also just like look around, right? Where have you been placed? If God has you somewhere chances are he wants to use you right there where you're at yeah and i think sometimes people are trying to go find where they're supposed to be when they should really just kind of look around at the things that they're doing like you said naturally and and ask that okay what rhythm does god have me in okay well let i'm gonna let him use me in that in that natural rhythm And, and what has god laid on your heart you know if you're seeking him in the place of prayer also this is also a plug for community because if you're asking people that love jesus around you about your life they're going to give you good answers. Yeah. Um, the individualistic culture would say, I don't know, do whatever you want. But I think as we are able to be in community and really care for one another, and you start asking that same question, this is like every young person that, I mean, I've been there. They're asking, I mean, what do you, what do, what should I do? And a lot of times they're like, I don't know, just do whatever you want. But like, the thing is, is that someone who knows you well is going to at least be able to say, man, you're really gifted in this area. You're really naturally good at that. Or man, I think you could really thrive in this way. And they're going to be able to help you just to even get some parameters around things that maybe you didn't even realize about yourself and things that God has given to you that you are yet to discover that maybe now you feel like you can discover. Uh, and, and that's all just a part of the benefit of being uh, in, in the body of Christ and around people that know you well and love yeah. you well and understand what this is really all about. It's not all about what, you're, what you can gain or what purpose you can go towards. It's, it's flowing out of who you are in Christ and how you can honor and glorify him. That's really good, Matt. That's good. That's good. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to cut us off there. Um, (laughs) We love you guys. We are praying for you. If you have any questions or you have different topics that you might like for us to address, please send an email into info at redemptionhill.net. We would love to address those things, and we would love to know how we can more specifically pray for you. Hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday.